0: Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle, Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day.
1: Very good evening, Malcolm Blight and David royalty Sports Day, I say all thanks to Irrigear uh, To save time and water, just remember this name, Irrigear. they're here. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. As so a welcome... The great man, Malcolm Jack Blight.
2: Bloody, how are you? David, I'm really well on a beautiful day. Um, lots happening and lots happened last night with the Tribunal, of course, with Braden Maynard and Brayshaw. And, and all, all, all in sundry have had a crack at it.
1: They have and we think the right decision was made. We spoke about this at length last night. And it's a football accident, a football collision. Uh, very rarely see what actually happened when a guy goes to... To basically smother ball you know, with arms outstretched, and some people felt that uh, Brayshaw contributed slightly by veering into the line of a man already near. Mm. But it was great to—I think it was great to see because if that was—if you got three games and it stuck, you'd be really worried about whatever you can do. Then, then the next thing might be when you go for a mark. It, gee, if I put my knee in someone's back or the back of the head. And take a spectacular mark. No, you are reported for that for knocking someone out. We've seen that in in collision. So I think a a great decision, I really do.
2: Yeah, look, I've listened to every commentary on it. Um, You know, we've heard the, the family of the Brayshaws. And, you know, and they are very emotional about it. And I get that and understand it. And in fact, somewhere down the track, if they understand, if the boot was on the other foot, would they be as emotional about the decision? And the thing I've found is that the, the most interesting thing, listening to everything, and I've watched everything I possibly could, is that the current day players think it's the right decision. They got it. Yeah. Of the six or seven, I, I, I can name them, but the six or seven I've heard today yeah. or last night, they've all agreed it was part of football, and that's what we signed up for. That, to me, we have an opinion, everyone has an opinion, the RFL have an opinion, the, the councils have an opinion, but the blokes are actually playing the game today, everyone I've heard said exactly that, bar family members of the Brayshaw.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And and people that don't really know the game. But do you think the AFL overrode Michael Christian to get it to the tribunal so they can, independent, they can cover their, their backsides down the track saying, hang on, we we threw that to someone else. Wasn't us saying
2: no case to answer? Uh, yes, and you know what? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Do you think there's anything wrong with that? I, I, just sitting back and watching this all unfold, I don't think that. Some of the commentary about, oh, it's only because it's Coll- Collingwood, is the greatest codswallop I've heard in years. This is a single individual act that happened on the ground that caught the attention of the whole football world. The AFL didn't set it up. The AFL can't make the rules. This is actually what started it.
1: Was it Sean Smith that came out and yeah. said... He thought Maynard was a thug or something to that extent. Yeah, I, mean, well, yeah, I
2: just, I, yeah.
1: He, it May, May, Maynard's the sort of player, bloody you'd love in your side. Of course. Of course, the opposition don't like him, but I don't see him doing dirty stuff. I see him living on the edge, and I see him as a very courageous player too. When he has to go, when it's his turn to go, what they call, you know, put yeah. your head down, he does that. And he's a player you'd love in your side. So, look, he would, I imagine his last five days, um, as well as Bray would
2: have been horrific. And once again, that that lone voice of Sean Smith, that's fine. I mean, you can have an opinion. That's fine. But it's wrong. I mean, I, I you can't say in a game of footy, just because he used to dive head first when he took a mark and knock himself out, Sean, sadly, I wish i coached him. I wouldn't let him do it. So, I, I mean, I don't think that's fair on this issue of going for the ball in our game, contact sport. Now, I, I, Graham Wright is, is the boss of the uh, Collingwood Football Club. He was asked about what he thought the AFL, would they appeal or not?
0: Yeah, he's really pleased. Um, It's been a long four or five days uh, for everyone, obviously. Um, And, you know, he's uh, he's another one who's obviously really concerned about Angus and wants to make sure he's okay. that he was really pleased with the result. But it's been a really anxious four or five days and a lot of anxiety today and four hours uh, of tribunal hearing and deliberation. It was a long afternoon.
2: Oh, I thought that was about the appeal. But they didn't appeal.
1: No, no. The they have come out, so they won't appeal. They'll accept the decision. Can I ask you a question? I see this, bloody. because you've been knocked out quite a few times in your career. Yeah. Like, out cold. Yeah. will see you later. Yeah. There's a lot of groups around now trying to recruit people that have yeah. had head knocks. But you, you're like, uh, I think Mark Bickley said the same thing. You're like Bix. You said there's no way that you would be in a class action or... To the game that you loved and you knew when you played it there's a chance you could get you might have knocked yourself out a couple of times by your own accord, you know yeah. falling down from a spectacular mut. but you never ever thought that go down that path have you
2: no because i fell off my bike and hit my head when i was a kid it, is that going to cause a problem now some people might think I'm some say bit, you've got <laughs> a few problems <laughs> that's right now hang on i can say that but, but maybe you have but look no i i knew exactly what i was doing um Everyone that I played, I thought knew what they were doing and knew the risks involved. Mm. Now, why that's changed? Now, uh, someone opened the door on this, and it's fine. We don't, we don't want him to. I mean, we want to get rid of them. We know oh, they,
1: they're doing everything oh, now to get mate, rid of them.
2: Yeah, so I don't, I don't have a problem with it. But anyway, I'll just say it again: there are some emotional people that think he should have got out. Ninety percent of people, ninety-five percent of people, think that it's been now the right decision. So the appeal goes nowhere. All the facts are on the table. It's gone to an independent tribunal. Game over. Braden Maynard play on. Sadly, sadly, young Brayshaw has to miss.
1: And to think that the AFL want Collingwood to win a premiership to oh, get some, that That's probably the biggest no, load of rubbish I've ever heard.
2: Mate, that, you know, that is, that is someone looking for a headline that hasn't been in a headline for a while.
1: Yeah. AFL referred it. So yeah. how can they say that yeah. about the AFL? Oh, it's... Hey, uh, a bit of news too on the Port Adelaide seem to be very active in recruiting. We have heard, though, uh, it hasn't been confirmed, but Brody Grundy probably heading towards Sydney in preference to Port. So that's one out, one of their ruckmen we spoke about. But uh, Jordan Sweet, glad that played in North Adelaide Grand Final back in uh, four or five years ago with Josh Carr at the Bulldogs, he's requested a trade home. Is he is he any better than Sam Hayes or...? Uh, I don't know, or, or Teagle, I'm not no, sure. No, I
2: haven't watched him play for a while. That's he's like, okay. The, yeah, well,
1: yep. I've seen him play, and he's okay, but he hasn't been able to bust into the, no, the Bulldogs side.
2: Tim English is there, their number one ruckman, and they tend to play one. I, I just, I think one of those guys, some of them, as they get a bit older, those bigger blokes, they get better. you know. And I think they're looking for a bit of insurance going forward, maybe, Port Adelaide.
1: Yeah, and Zerk Thatcher, the big, tall oh, lad. Oh, yeah. A uh, full-back from the Bombers also requested to come to Port Adelaide, as is, I think, Radically. So this Port seemed to be a club of destination. Yeah, I looked
2: at it. He's only played 51 games. He's 25. Yeah. But think he's from Sturt, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, for M- Murray Bridge, actually. Yeah. And he's, but he's uh, played 22 games this year, so he's had a pretty good year.
1: Going to go to Malcolm in a moment. Uh, Malcolm with the good oil, thanks to Cobram Estate. Always has a bit of good oil as Malcolm. Premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. Now, Blighty, you speak about this with passion, because Patsy cooks with Cobram Estate uh, olive oil. It's in northern Victoria, grown, harvested and first cold-pressed. Try it. If you haven't tried it, don't just take our word. Get out and uh, try Cobram. Hello, Malcolm.
3: Yeah, g'day, boys. Look, a couple of points. I'd love it to be confirmed with Matty Crouch, whether he made himself unavailable or whether the club did. Now, Blighty, I I reckon someone who's played six, games with the, with the SNFL side during the year, I would have thought you'd develop a pretty close relationship with those players in that time. If I'm an a-, a guy in that SNFL side, I would be spewing any player, making himself unavailable. Premierships don't grow on trees at any level. Realistically, Matty won't plan an AFL Premiership for Adelaide News in his time I just don't get it if if he made himself unavailable himself I get it the first week because he didn't have the contract you know wasn't sure what was going on yep don't want to risk getting injured to, to make sure he get a contract he signed a two year deal I would have been bloody back at You come on boys let's let's win this flag yeah. lead from the front I'd, it'd
1: be nice to hear the the club's yeah, reason but, but actually, we having said,
2: any, yeah, actually we operation. said on the night I reckon we said on the night but, oh he's not playing and we didn't go on with it. I thought, oh, why isn't he playing? Is he in- I Could be won- a minor,
1: oh, right? Yeah. yeah. We don't know that, Malcolm. Yeah. But if he's fit, yeah, I agree. I'd
3: love, love to know. And yeah. second point, just thank goodness footy common sense happened last night. Um, it was a footy accident. Look, people saying, you know, oh, oh, if you make a mistake, sling tackle and a bump, that's got physicality in it. You know, old-fashioned, any level, you go to bump. You go to. You want to. You want to. You, you know, hurt the guy. That's that's footy. Same with the sling. Make him earn it and all that. A Smothers' not. It was a footy accident, and just really worried. So far in this one week, Laura Kane's been in the job. Just yeah, I've, she's way out of her depth, and keeps putting her foot in her mouth. And just really worried.
1: Thanks, Malcolm. I'd hate to see the day the high mark comes out of our game oh, yeah. if you no, hey, mate, you launch yourself well I wouldn't I you would, won't I, I, you, I, you give I, it I would, away yeah, I reckon I
2: wouldn't be sitting here I'll tell you what I am also want to see something give away and that's the bounce at the centre at oh. the start of the game right now listen apparently it's wrecking I, umpires backs well of course it is it, it is some years ago we threw it up around the ground now there's, a, there's some sort of mysterious hanging on to the past which I, I'm all for most things but this is not one of them you know, when the ball goes back to the middle, I scream at the TV now. It's, it's I throw it up, yeah, you know, yeah, and I watch every game, and there's one or two in every game nearly, every game, and you've got to call it back. Stuffs the game up, takes seconds off the clock, which is your yeah. point, and my point is you want blokes making the best decision, not who's the best bouncer. So Ray Chamberlain, Razor Ray, who's been in the game a long time, I think he's got some issues with the bounce
0: would you be able to umpire for longer if the bounce wasn't a requirement for the umpire? I think specifically for me, um, I can say yes, that's as a result of a bespoke set of circumstances that relate to my physical yep. well-being as a result of undertaking the, the task. Okay. However, um, There are others who don't have any issue at all with bouncing and they've got beautiful techniques and they're super good and their body's fine and it doesn't impact on them. I can say for me it has at 47 years of age and, you know, 380 games in, it it does impact on me. But that's just as a result of my specific physical circumstances as they are now.
1: 47, Razor. Yeah, wow. No, it's I,
0: I just don't see any
1: point because it, it's not a fair bounce. So very rarely is a bounce no. it does favour someone. Whereas you throw it up, you got two guys going at the footy,
2: and they made a circle in the middle and they put a line across them yeah. so the ruckman can't do it. Like what used to happen. So everyone says, "Oh, it's another rule change." Hey, they've already done it with the yeah. centre circle line and the square. It's embarrassing
1: when they bounce it oh, sideways, mate. And I, I don't
2: know why they do. It. I don't know why they're hanging on to it. Yeah, someone, Remember, someone. The- there must be someone. In the AFL system and this is me now having a bit of a crack, wake up, open up your eyes, give it away. Please give it away. It's it's gonna ruin it's gonna ruin the umpires. Now obviously poor Razor. What if we don't have Razor Ray umpiring?
1: Am I right in saying when you first played footy in the late sixties, the umpires bounced the ball around the ground too? Yes they did. Mm-hmm. One umpire. Yep. Bounced the ball. Yep. Even in the mud they tried to only throw it up if it was really heavy yeah, mud. Only
2: if it was a really bad patch in the middle Remember of the game. Remember KG ground. doing that, oh, bouncing yeah. the ball. No, absolutely. I've, yeah. And it didn't it it wasn't taken out of the game that long ago around the ground in the AFL. Yeah. I don't know why we do it.
1: Well, they think it's a you know, it's nostalgic sort of a nostalgic part of our game and but I reckon they get as many wrong as they get right when they at that first bounce. The amount of times <laughs> in a game know. what, what yeah. would there be though like, um, say, 25 goals, I reckon at least six or eight of those go sideways.
2: Yeah, they're not quite fair, are they? No, I don't think so. No, no, and and it is the only part of the game we go back to. We're one of the unique games in the world where when a major is scored, we go back to a 50-50 situation. Most other games, someone, someone gets, gets, the the ball. Ball, gets the apparatus. Well, they get the ball. Uh, uh, apparatus. Most games are the same. Soccer. So ours is good, but make it 50 50, not 55 45. I like that. I never thought about that. Haven't no. oh, you? No.
1: You learn something, something every day. You, you
2: learn stuff in this studio. I don't learn
1: know? stuff, content, call it whatever you like. Coming up on the show, thanks to the all electric care. I, oh, by the way, I had a feeling today. Yeah, you, actually, I, I think I'm mumbling a bit.
2: Yeah, no, you're actually it's just starting I, to come I, good. Is it starting to, just starting to feel, feel it. Feel my cheek.
1: I'll tell you what fixes that up later in the day. Glass of red. Yes. I'm with you. The all electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar and Lumo Energy SA switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. Hey, how's this bloody? Ash Brown, AFL record. You know, the finals Whoa. records are unbelievable. So, two of the home and away. And Port Adelaide assistant Luke Kelly. Got a few questions to ask Luke, just how Dixon's going and perhaps a few players are yep. going to front up. But um, And we might even look at the Giants, I reckon. Let's have a look at the game in depth. Giants and Port Adelaide in a moment. Serious? Welcome back to Sports Say, so, but Gee, a bit happening in the break there. I'm guessing people's birthdays. <laughs> Nostradamus will we well, It's funny I've done that though, Blighty. You've got to know whether your birthday, I know you're, you're February 16, but I yeah. knew that. But yeah. just did it with Linesy here and we, we guessed him in one. All that thanks to mate and more. Fair dinkum internet without the fuss. Score a mobile deal as good as Sam Kerr. Good as Sam Kerr's goals, I'd say. That's with mate. Um, very quickly, the Travis boat. Your thoughts? Oh. There's a bit of, there's just a bit of innuendo. Does yeah? Does How do you, look, Travis Travis I would have thought would want to play. I'm not sure the club and Travis
2: are on the same page at the moment. No, and one of the things is this is a this is a total guess. Looking at his form, it is not as good this year as it has been previously. Oh, it's been there's, worse the, year. Yeah, yeah. There's no oh, doubt worse about
1: year, that. and and he's, He's getting old and he's been subbed and he and broke his ribs
2: earlier in the and year. And the only thing I remember is Michael, the great Michael Tuck, who played over 400 games, played the most finals in the uh, history in the world before uh, Sirwood. He just said he ended up playing at 38 and played, still contributed really well. Played in the Premiership side at, at 38. He just said, oh, yeah, I, I look back and I had a bad year when I was 33. And everyone said he should have finished. Yeah. He's got another five years. years out of it.
1: Yeah, but I think Boke is a little bit different. He's, they've been using him as a sub. Yep. Um, and he's such a wonderful player, such a professional player. Port Adelaide, you have been keen on them. I'm a little bit more keen on the Giants. I went through a few of their, you know, even head-to-heads. I look at the Giants are pretty solid down back, pretty good in the midfield, and not bad up forward. Port, yeah. to me, got a few question marks.
2: Yes, look, they have. I... I don't know. I, I, I've got this feeling, and I had this feeling all the way along, maybe there's got to be a setback for one of the teams that plays in the grand final. And maybe I thought it might be Melbourne. I thought it might be Port Adelaide. And, and it's turned out that way, ironically, maybe because of the draw and the, the seedings. And so I what don't. a
1: Port need? From what you saw last week, you know the Giants are going to give a effort. That's, that's a given. We'll speak with Luke Kelly about that. But what do you think Port need to improve on?
2: What they've got is a very young midfield. And they got a bit spanked in, in the clearances. We, As you say, we can talk to Luke about it. And I just think they can learn very, very quickly. This is the first time these blokes have been exposed. The, the really good... We know who they are. Rosie, Butters, Horn Francis, even William Drew to that point. So I reckon they'll learn what they did, what Brisbane did to them. They will learn very, very quickly.
1: Yeah, do you think when you're such a... Gun young player, both are favourites for the or two of the favourites of Brownlow, mm-hmm. that your first effort is always to attack and you forget about yes. sometimes defence yes. and yeah. you leave your you leave a Josh Kelly, you leave a, a Tom Green or Canelio,
2: they can kill you on the yeah. And I'm, can I just throw this in? You mentioned the word Brownlow medal. Uh, last night it was announced in the Australian Hall of Fame, Sporting Hall of Fame, the great Bob Skilton, oh, triple that, yeah. Brownlow medalist has been made a legend of the Australian Hall of Fame. And there's not a lot of footballers in there. It's only three
1: or four, aren't yeah, there? Yeah, so
2: it's really, really nice. Bobby Skilton. Yeah. got Is in, it true uh, and
1: he played in one final?
2: Yes, he did. Nine bests and Ferris. Yeah, and uh, he's 85 too. Uh, he, yeah. He's had some health battles of late, but he's yes. a great man. So it was great to see another footballer get in the Australian Hall of Fame. I
1: did a game somewhere legend,
2: with Bobby Skilton. Yeah, you would have. Yeah, he commentated. He,
1: he came in Melbourne yeah. as, a, as a guest commentator. Yeah. He was bloody good too. Yeah, Took it depot. Tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear, toolkit, depot, everything you need under one roof. Tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear in store online. Do you think the game? I know the bookies have got Port Adelaide favourite. Remember what you're gambling with.
2: I imagine what you could be buying instead.
1: That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, without looking at it. Um, it should be more even, 50 50. Yeah, I,
2: I agree. Yeah, I think so. I think. Port Adelaide. I Oh, I mean, I, I can, look, I, I love the Giants. I love what they've done. I love their players. They, I think they've got seven 11 wins superstars. away, you told yeah, me. No, no. they win everywhere. I know. They don't complain. No, they, they don't, don't complain. Explain. No, I want to see the teams. I told you last night, let's see the teams, David Wildey. All right, I'm hearing you. Luke Kelly, not far away. Polaris Australia's number
1: one selling side-by-side brand. Polaris plate clearance deals are on now. Save $2,000 in the range of 1,000 EPS, plus get a $1,000 free accessories. back with more shortly. Time now to speak with Ash Brown, AFL record thanks to Signet, a 2023 Toyota AFL Grand Final Double Ticket Giveaway. How's that from Signet? Uh, I can win.com.au. You just log in there. We're talking the Toyota AFL Grand Final Double Ticket Giveaway. I love the publications,
2: Bloody. Yeah, I do too. And I'm, I'm going to ask the first question. Tonight. Yeah, you, you get you, into you it. Get it yeah. hey. look, the great Ash Brown. Ash, welcome. And you've you got some interesting stuff on the draft.
0: Righty, David. Good to be with you. Yeah, it's an annual draft preview. We always use the semi-final edition to look at the top ten prospects in the draft, uh, which will be in late November. Obviously, Harley Reid is uh, the standout number one pick, but it's thought it's a good time to run through some players who will become very familiar names in footy before too long.
2: Just when you do that, where do you get that all from? Do you click? I know there's people actually making a living out of this now, following the draft and, and doing all that sort of stuff. So you've you've got some people on the ground, and you ask their opinions, obviously.
0: Yeah, well, it it doesn't take too uh, too much too much digging around to find out who the likely top ten players are, and then uh, it's just a matter of going through, and getting sort of the key information about them, sort of what, what sort of player they are, what sort of uh, who, who they might resemble to me at the moment. and Try and speculate where they might go in the top ten. Of course, the draft is still very fluid. We don't quite know who's going where. So if West Coast have first pick, at every chance I'll trade with North Melbourne, probably to, to maybe so that North can get read, and West Coast can, can secure uh, Daniel Curtin, the West Australian player. So a lot of waters to go in terms of where they'll go, but it's, it's fairly easy to nominate who the top ten are at the moment, or thereabouts.
2: Yeah, fantastic. We'll, I'll keep that in the record book, and we'll follow that up, David. Now, 50 years of the Players Association. I... I actually move from Adelaide to Melbourne to play for North Melbourne at the end of 1973 and they were getting about £7 of $7 a week. I've just read today, Ash, that the average wage in 2027 with a new pay deal was going to be $600,000. Average, average. 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 50, yeah, 50 years yeah, of the Players good. Association. Amazing. Well, your
0: club, Malcolm, wasn't part of it. Um, part of the story I've written. I've written sort of focused on the early days of PA. It was... a the late, great Ron Joseph basically said to the players' association, you're not welcome at North Melbourne. So I don't know what it was like for, for, at your club in the early days, but to Richmond North were two clubs who didn't really allow their players to be involved. So a very humble beginnings for the PA. They were meeting in pubs and car parks and they were really concerned about things like parking at venues and, and craches for their kids at the footy. So it's come a long way and then the issues of the, uh, the PA across have, have grown an enormous way. But now, of course, there are a key part of the AFL and people
2: I can't to do with the game. Yeah, now I'm, I've got to say this. I was there. I was part of that, the North Melbourne push, and the great Ron Joseph, you know, sadly passed away. Um, he actually said, if anyone here's got a problem, come and see me. So that, that's how... Intimate the North Melbourne people were at the time. Ash. Was that
1: the day of the brown paper bag? It might have then? been, yeah, it could have yeah.
2: been. But you know what I mean? I, I, and, you know, when you're playing in grand yeah. final after grand final after grand final after grand final, we didn't have a lot to complain about at North Melbourne. So And that's why, if you had a problem, just go and see Ron. And I would think everybody on that page at North Melbourne agreed with Ron at the time. Now, things change, we know that. And we know that they've gone on and done a lot of good things. But anyhow, that's now. And you've also got a finals preview, mate. Yeah, I want to ask Ash about yeah. this. Uh, Port Adelaide, obviously, we
1: we care about Port over here, and don't want to see them go down in straight sets. But what the Giants have done? Um, what's your thoughts over in Melbourne? Are you more in the, in the Giants? Whose camp would you rather be in? Because they've they play consistent footy for a long, long while. Port have been up and down. So how do you see it, Ash?
0: Well, every year we tend to fall in love with the teams that um, win an elimination final, and we have grave concerns about the team that's lost the qualifiers final. And certainly, since the uh, pre-finals bye come in, these games are often more competitive. But I was at the Saints Giants game on Saturday. And actually, well, wasn't in the press box. Just sat in the crowd and watched them. They were terrific. They were uh, they, by far away the most adorable team to watch in the first weekend of the finals. They've played with uh, this run-and-gun sort of style. Spread very, they, they spread hard. They run through the middle. They uh, use the ball really well. And they've got a, a multiple opposite forward And they've got three really good backs in, in Taylor and Iden and, and Buckley. So I think they've been great to watch. History suggests that both Carlton and the Giants won't win on the weekend. but um, and I think Port Adelaide at home comfortably beat the Giants a few weeks ago. It's an intriguing game. I've picked Port Adelaide only because of basically what happened a few weeks ago. But I was super impressive
2: what I saw out of the Giants in the weekend. Yeah, you know, uh, funny. Uh, Actually, this te- text just come through. I don't understand how everyone's saying the Giants are going to win. Port smashed them a month ago by fifty points and took the foot off of the pedal in the last half. So just your summation of what you said, the text is saying that here. Yeah, well that
1: was that was their their bad game, the one yeah. bad game, and they didn't have Daniels a bed for the yeah, two true, smalls, which right, I yeah. think, are... and I don't think Porter playing. As well at the moment either but it's intriguing um yeah, you know, i can't pick it i i think it was in interstate i'd definitely go the giants but uh port adelaide hopefully bloody get
2: up yeah now you, you talk about a coaching carousel <laughs> every now and again every second or third year so the a bit of movement in the coaches the now, carousel you, the carousel so you you got a story on the coaching carousel ash
0: well one more coach to go at, at uh, richmond it'll be either adam uzay or andrew mccall for of course, this is a time when all the assistant coaches start moving as well, and certainly North and the Bulldogs have got a lot of vacancies going on. They've shed quite a few as well. And uh, Daniel Hardwick over at uh, Upper Gold Coast has brought uh, Sean Green across from Geelong, basically uh, made him uh, a, a huge offer that he, he couldn't refuse to get him out of Geelong where he had a contract. So that's the, the next step, isn't it? So Richard Shaw they their job around the grand final, and over the next two to three weeks, the, uh, this is the assistant coach carousel, takes place. So, and and because they've got such a key role with clubs these days, uh, we thought it was worth uh, putting a story about that in the, in the record this week.
2: Yeah, and these are keepsakes, these record mate. Oh. all the finals. You know, have got them from years ago. They are great product. Still six bucks for the finals, mate?
0: No, we go up to 10, bloody, Oh, you know, lot, no. More, pages and lot, <laughs> on, more on a, cash, I'm going to
2: have to go for my money box. Oh, because oh, <laughs> it's a bigger production. I'm oh, sorry, Gash, I knew that. <laughs>
0: No, a bit more work goes in the finals ones. And are uh, keep safe so we bump up the price to what we still think is incredibly good value. Uh, for all the information you need for both games as you are going into into the finals at the MCG and of course Adelaide Oval Saturday night, which I'm told isn't a sellout, which I find quite surprising.
2: No, not yet. Really? Not yet. Yeah, no. Hey, that's only two coffees, you know. It's only two coffees <laughs> to buy a record. Keep safe, record.
0: Yeah, that's these days, yeah, coffees have gone up and the record, yeah, two coffees comes in nicely,
1: Malcolm. Absolutely right. You'll be able to take a bit of cash out of that brown paper bag. Thanks for that, Ash.
0: <laughs> Thanks, boys. Talk to you next week.
1: A lot of text coming through. What are you talking about, Giants playing consistent footy? I think they've won 11 out of the last 13. That, to me, is pretty consistent. The one bad loss they had was to Port Adelaide. Yeah. And they admit it, Toby Green said it's the worst game they played for a long while. But they are, he said, we're very confident we can beat Port
2: no, just, uh, just on uh, Best and ferris, as you know, we're starting to get the Best and ferris come through now. Fremantle, Caleb Sarong, no surprise, oh. won that. There, Andrew Brayshaw, one of the Brayshaw boys, ran second. Luke Ryan, third. And Luke Jackson, uh, the guy that moved from Melbourne, the premiership player, ran fourth. So I think you put a, could, have, could have picked those as being the top four at Frio this year. Yeah,
1: Noah Anderson won uh, the Gold, Gold Coast Suns. He was a standout. I wonder who wins Sydney. Eric Golden would yeah. be the... Yeah. You're right up there? Yeah, absolutely. Warner's been good. Yeah. Now,
2: one of the things that we I might get a chance tomorrow night to talk about North Melbourne, compensation. They're going cap in hand to the AFL, and that's their right. What, do to- they want picks,
1: or do they want money? Oh, both. Or
2: both. I think they're after picks.
1: I don't know. Do you, once again, do you reward mediocrity? When you start handing out to the bottom club's cap in hand... They'll be getting a few picks, I think, in now, the, don't in forget,
2: the draft. five or six years ago, they were playing in preliminary finals, North Melbourne. They're turned down the bottom, and if you stay down for too long, you get the pick. It is no good, it is no good having a team on the bottom for six, seven years, and they've they've been there and for nearly five now.
1: I think some of the players have attracted, like Griffin Logue and Stevenson, and paying this massive money for... Hasn't really worked out. They need to start from scratch. Get all the kids in and, and build up. Takes four or five years. They got Clarkson there.
2: Yeah, that's well. Now they've got a yeah, and they've had some co- a hell of a lot of co- coaching changes, haven't they? Really.
1: Yeah. Uh, who else has left? Um, they've lost um, Brett Ratton. Yeah. Someone else has gone too. Term- uh, Jonathan
2: Brown was part time. He's gone, and there's lots of other coaches being named as gone. Yep.
1: Well, do you reckon someone like Trent Cotchin and Travis Boak will go
2: coaching one day, their footy brains? I used to think some of the blokes I coach would absolutely go coaching. And Stephen Hocking was one at Geelong. I thought he'd be a certain coach. He did it locally for three minutes and hated it. Well, Buddha tried for a while. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, he did okay. okay. Yeah, he did okay. Buddha, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's quite a smart bloke, Buddha yeah. too. Okay, uh, we've got Luke uh, Kelly coming up shortly. We want to talk all things Port Adelaide. Can they win? We'll find out Saturday night.
3: Sports day SA. It's a beautiful day. On cruise 1323 and 1629
1: SEMSA. Yeah, it is a beautiful day, a beautiful week actually. The weather's been outstanding all thanks to Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. They keep you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au big footy final sale on now time now to go down to Albert and speak with Port Adelaide assistant coach Luke Kelly, and uh, it's a massive week for the club, isn't it? <laughs> Given what what happened. Yeah, last week.
2: I mean, but they've got the second chance, and that's they've earned they it. Finished top four four, and so they, they get the right to play again, and, and taking on a and an improving GWS in the second half of the year.
1: Yeah, Luke, thanks for joining us. Uh, it was a unlike Port performance, I thought last week. Not the fact that you lost, but uh, perhaps the way you lost. I know you had a few things go against you, but how did you assess it when you? Talk to the boys and, and look at it. You know, a couple of hours after the game, what were your thoughts?
4: Yeah, we sat down and we sort of look at it from a number of areas. And obviously, when they put that score on you, you go and look at where they did it, and they did a lot of their damage from stoppage, which has been unlike us, especially around centre downs and, and our D fifties. So, which was disappointing you know, to give up scores there. Which then, you know, when they when they were able to kick their... They're good goals, and you know they've got some quality players that are able to do that. It probably just adds to the pain a little bit more when you when you've given up some goals that you probably shouldn't have. So, oh, look, they were they were cleaner, they were tougher in, in the moments that mattered, and you know what, that's what finals are about. And um, well, I thought we had some good moments and we had some good periods. You know, got our nose in front, but when you're on the road and you don't quite take your chances early, uh, good teams like Brisbane they're going to make your pay.
1: Yeah, had a couple of keys come back. set Mackenzie hadn't played for quite a while. With we, we know Marsh, who had a bit of a sore hip, and and Aaliyah. I mean, they all they're all wonderful players and in, important and integral parts of Port Adelaide, aren't they? But how many can you carry into a game, and, and are they all going to be you know better off for next week? And is Mackenzie a chance?
4: Yeah, Trent's, Trent's uh pulled up uh, well for the most part. You know, he's going to probably need the whole week to, to get over over that ankle. Um, but we're going to give him every opportunity to be there Saturday night because we know how important he is, especially to our back six. And um, I live always going to... He's going to be better for the run and um, after a little scare. And then I thought Scott was a really, really good for us. Uh, I thought his ability to come in and compete against one of the best ruckmen in the competition, mm. I thought he was huge. So he's going to have any even... More benefit from it, and um, and Todd Todd the same. I think we're we you're going to see much much improved performances from them all, uh, which are they're vitally important to our team.
2: Yeah, they certainly are. Just look, I, I was fascinated with those stoppage numbers. Um, Thirteen goals from stoppages, which is quite unusual. But one of the things that I can I've spoken to a few people yesterday that have been around the footy world for a long, long time, having been through this myself, particularly with younger players. I mean, we know Rosie Bodo's Horn Francis. I mean, they're super young players, but they are young. They haven't played a lot of finals. And one of the things is they've got this panache of getting the ball running and breaking it up. And all of a sudden, from a defensive point of view, is the arm right across like it used to be, or are they still going for it? It'll, it's going to be an interesting coaching tactic. What you what you do, what what Ken Inkley does with these great young. We know they're going to be great, but they still got some learnings to do.
4: Yeah, of course. You know, when they're early in their career, and, and and especially when you get to finals, is you know the only way to win is to is to learn to win. Sometimes, especially when it comes to finals, and yeah, look, credit to Brisbane on the weekend. I think you saw, you know and Francis get get run down quickly and, and same with the, the time and space wasn't there, which is credit to them. But I think our boys just the beauty of them is that they're smart players and they they learn very quickly around. Okay, maybe maybe this is the time early to take a little bit of territory, or no, nah, I think this is actually the moment I can, I can use my legs and, and find this creativity. So they'll find the balance and that they'll learn quicker quicker than most. So that's what we've got real confidence in that they had a look last week against again probably one of the better, better teams, uh, I think you'll we'll, we'll see a marked improvement in that area from, from
2: our young kids. I'm sure so, yeah, we love them dearly. Now, uh, interesting, I mean, you, I know you spent time at uh, the GWS. Kieran Briggs, he's been on the list for a little while. I, he's been so impressive for GWS as a ruckman. I know you talked about Scott Lysett then, but do you know him intimately? He seemed to bob up this year from almost nowhere.
4: Yeah, no, I was able to work with Kieran um, a little bit through the academy, and then when he first uh, arrived at the Giants, I was there through his first few years. And I, again, you you just want to put the caveat on every young boy that walks in over six foot three, six foot four. <laughs> yeah, you've right. got to give them time. They've yeah. got to be able to you know put the size on, but then the size and then be able to run is it, is just it just doesn't happen overnight. And then getting that balance right, and then for them to build the confidence, you know, they come up against genuine seasoned ruckmen, and they've got to learn. Okay, this is what I can do here. This is how I get that done there. And it just takes time. And and you know, uh, even in my final year with the VFL, he, he started to really be able to dominate the rucks that were maybe a little bit lesser than him at that level. And then it was just a matter of time once he got the AFL level that you can see the physicality and the athleticism come to the fore. Consistently, I think, is what we've you've seen. So um, he poses a really big challenge, um, but one that Scott's you know seen for about twelve years. So <laughs> we got a lot of, lot of confidence in him. Yeah.
1: yeah, Luke, you know the Giants well, as you said. And Daniels and Bedford didn't play last time. Apart from that, the sides were pretty similar. But they're a team. If they get any time and space, they can kill you. They've got all the high draft picks, and they they are a wonderful team. You did beat them quite easily last time, but is it, is it as easy as saying you just got to get your first hand on the ball at the centre? That's where it starts, and get a bit of forward territory. Is it, what's the what's the game plan against the Giants?
4: Yeah, in finals, uh, as we as even we saw on the weekend, you know, territory is a big thing that matters. But then once you get it in there, the ability to to convert. You know, we obviously saw a few teams struggle to really convert the dominance in that front half, and the Giants challenger being able to keep it in there. You know that, the tsunamis. Definitely up and about, and, and our ability to slow them down, which we did a great job of the last time we played. You know, we didn't really give them much time and space to be able to generate mm. generate that ball movement. So that'll be our, our first port of call. But um, and I think Tom Green was just getting back from a bit of an injury, so he's going to be better again. So yeah, clearly the challenge starts around the ball. Uh, obviously, thank you are able to play Josh Kelly into form, which is obviously great for us. So we've got a bit, we've got we've got a hands full in there. But again. I think our, our complementary midfield um, with a bit of weak speed and our toughness with a few of those boys, I think, more than a match.
2: Yeah, look, uh, I mean, you got some selection issues. I mean, you'll sort it out. I reckon you'll end up with your, with your full complement of players. I've been interested in Horatio Fantasia. I mean, we all know he can play. We all know he's been wounded for like feels like three or four years. But his form in, in the in the sand full seemed to be picking up goals pace and, and just getting touches is, is he a chance to play this week has he been good on the track
4: yeah i think credit to razio his ability to finish the year and, and clearly finish the last game probably his best performance um definitely um, pushes pushes himself into into selection um, at the moment with the with the sort of make up of that forward line with a couple of role players and some pressure forwards and then clearly some some goal kickers in in Willie and, and, and pep um, yeah the the makeup it's obviously not we want to try and play them all but obviously the the makeup and the fit at the moment is, is pretty settled and, and the mix has, has worked for us uh, for the majority of the year but again if if the opportunity arises if one of those guys wasn't quite at the level or, or injury occurred um, he's right he's right there in the mix for sure
1: if stoppage aside, as Bloody said, you, you won most of the, the stats and Butters, Rosie, Houston all led in disposals. Perhaps they didn't have the impact they normally might have, but I thought Ollie Lord and Ryan Burton, given the, the weight of numbers, Ollie Lord's job on Harris Andrews, I thought, outstanding. He was uh, sort of, I think, made Harris Andrews second guess. And Ryan Burton, when you got Charlie Cameron, I know he kicked a couple of goals, but thought Ryan perhaps won 90% of that. Um, they were a couple of shining lights.
4: Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't all bad on the night. You know, we were, we were right there in it at halftime, um, and, and they got their momentum through the third. As we said, probably mainly from stoppage and in and around it. We thought you know, we had our moments, and clearly Ollie was Ollie was outstanding in the front half of the of the ground in terms of a contest, but then b the ability to do the job and hit the scoreboard, which which we love from a young young forward who was competitive as Ollie and and Ryan. I think you know. A little bit of a wake-up call a couple of months ago, and, and, a little, and he's just responded. And week on week, um, it's gotten better for us because he's really important. You know, the best version of Ryan Burton um, is clearly going to make us a better team, and I think he's getting getting back to that.
1: Well, just on the back of that, Ollie Lord kicks four and does a good job. Is it a massive risk? You mentioned Charlie Dixon might be around the mark. hasn't played for a long, long while. Take a take a. A guy that hasn't played—is that a a big risk to put Charlie back in if he's fit?
4: Oh, not if he's fit. I think we've seen Charlie when he when, he, when he's fully fit and firing, um, what he's able to do for our team. And to be fair, he's he's come off injury, I think twice this year, and he's he's been able to have impact um, straight up. So a uh, little bit like horses, you got to trust the form, and the first up form is <laughs> pretty good. So a little bit like a little bit like Trent McKenzie as well. So. Uh, we've got full
2: faith in Charlie. Now, somewhere where you're involved in a a big way is in the centre of the ground, and inside 50s, 64 to 48, they beat you Brisbane last week. Now, I always wonder if it's talent or structure. So when you go back over the tape and you can see all those centre bounces, one after the other, the other, other, and then you analyse the whole thing, which I'm sure you've done, was it talent or was it structure? In other words, the boys had a bad night, or was it something you can actually do to fix next start?
4: Oh, very much um, structure for the most part, you know, and, and that's probably where in finals and, and learning, especially for young guys, is one metre here or two metres there is a, is a lot bigger than, than what it might seem in the home away season. So we had a look at it. The boys were as quick as anyone to identify what needed to, to have been done. Um, so we, we think there's some real quick fixes there. The other thing that adds to the, the entries is just at times we probably had the opportunity to take the territory and, and maybe try the extra disposal that didn't quite take us forward and, and gave them, you know, again, quality time side like Brisbane. Then they're, they're going to make it punish um, if you if you don't quite get it right. So there was there was opportunity there that you know one way you know into two. Two inside fifty swing, essentially on a few occasions. So, um, a nah, little, little bit of structure, quick learnings, um, and, and nothing the boys weren't able to identify.
1: One last one, Luke. Travis boat starts a sub, came on, didn't have a big impact. He's had a, a tough year with a lot of injury. Started with the, the broken ribs, but um, where do you see Trav this week? Likely to be in the starting lineup, or would you think about a sub again?
4: Yeah, I think at the moment we've probably got a squad of. 23, 24, that, you know, when fully fit are, are there. And then it's just really, at the moment, subject to the opposition you're playing, what you need a little bit more of on the weekend. We like Kane Farrell on the wing, um, on a ground that, you know, has previously had had a bit of success. You know, we played Dan Houston there last year and he had 35. And you're sort of just looking at different balances of the side. And um, I, I could definitely see Chad this week finding his way into the starting 22. But right now... Um, with the amount of sort of moving parts and guys that we need to see train Thursday night, none of those decisions will probably mm. get made till late Thursday night. Yeah.
1: Massive game, Luke. Appreciate your time. Um, all the best. You've had a terrific season, and uh, a win would certainly be exactly what the doctor ordered. Thanks for your time.
4: No pressure, boys. Anytime.
1: Luke Kelly, there, assistant coach at Port Adelaide, our guest.
3: Sports Day SA. God. On Cruise 1323 and
1: 1629 SENSA. Well, that's just about it for us, Malcolm, for Beaumont Tiles. They're giving away a trip for two to America's footies. Biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Hey, a big show again. Boy, we covered a bit of ground. Uh, Maynard, I'm glad he got off.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Port agree
1: Giants, more. that's... Um, I'm sort of letting Giants, you might be slightly Port. Yep. Oh, Sookie Lala La got a bit of a mention again tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, Giants are embracing playing away. It's on the back of uh, everyone whinging about playing away. Well, hang on. Yeah, got to play please. somewhere.
2: Yeah. And, and the, other, the other part of that too, to finish that up, the Crows had their first four games in Adelaide, didn't they? Because they gathered round in the show. They did. Both Port and yeah. Crows got I didn't an hear any, home game. I, I didn't hear anything about that, did you?
1: And their home advantage is far bigger than playing at the MCG for a lot of the Melbourne clubs. Oh, I'd say that. And Ray Chamberlain, I agree. Get rid of the bounce. Oh, can man, last I've said it for
2: ages. It's, it's, just, it's just not part of our game. We're already doing it around the ground. Please, please keep our good umpires in the game. It'll help them.
1: You know what it is tomorrow night, don't you? Yes, I do. Teams. Yes. Have a good night tonight. One glass of red, and we we'll do it all again tomorrow between 6 and 7. Bye for now. Bye, David.
0: Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle, Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.